0: And this is Sermonition Sunday, number 46. Meditations intended to equip the church militant for spiritual warfare. And I am the warrior priest, Donovan Riley. In the name of Jesus, amen. In the parable about the rich man and Lazarus, Jesus is making a point. The same point he makes in every parable. You cannot hear a single thing that I am saying. How's that to start off a parable? You cannot hear a single thing that I am saying. And after he says this in the parable, he flips this one so that it is really shocking to people. It starts off the way everyone expects. There's a difference between rich and poor, the good and the bad, the right and the wrong. And now everything looks like it's going to go right over the middle of the plate. And then all of a sudden it twists. It's not a fastball. It's a changeup. Jesus starts talking about this strange business, about a man in hell who is crying out for help, and Abraham won't give it to him. Now, the worst thing that you can get, the absolute worst thing that you can get, is to get all the way to Jesus and have him tell you a parable. It's awful. You get all the way to Jesus, and he tells you a parable. And he is telling you a parable that is a third-person story about these guys over here. And what happens when you hear Jesus tell a parable about third persons who are over here? You are sitting there, processing what he is saying. And what do you do when you hear a parable? Especially from the mouth of Jesus. Well, there was a rich man. There was a poor man. Okay, what then do I do? Which one am I? That's how this goes for you. And then you try to do what fancy theologians today call placing yourself in the story. Well, nothing can be worse than trying to place yourself in the story. So you're sitting there to place yourself and you are trying to figure out, am I the rich man or the poor man? Am I the good or the bad? Am I on the right or wrong side of this parable? Well, I don't exactly have sores that the dogs are licking, so that doesn't sound too good for me. On the other hand, I'm not exactly as terrible as the rich man either. Where do I fit? And what does Jesus tell you about this question? How does Jesus answer the question of where do I fit? He doesn't say a single thing. Where do I fit, Jesus? And he doesn't say a single thing. How do you like that? So then you just sit there, trying to work it out. What's the key point in the parable? How do I fit into this situation that Jesus spells out in the parable? That's the worst situation you can possibly have. To get all the way to Jesus and have Jesus not tell you. So now you have to figure out exactly how this sort of thing is going to end. Because parables from Jesus' lips are very interesting, but they are not the gospel. Then everything turns when Father Abraham is mentioned, and what he is saying is really awful. When you get to Jesus, you don't want a parable. And when you get to Father Abraham, you don't want him talking about the chasm. You don't want him saying to you, well, I'm sorry. There's a huge ditch between you and me, and there is no bridge. There's no way to cross over from hell to heaven, and all of this is decided. It's over. It's done. There's nothing more to be said. This is a terrible situation in which to be. But you have to remember that in Jesus' day, there was a great fight going on. A great fight. There's always a great fight around this issue, though. Who is the hero of the Bible? Who is the big kahuna in the Bible? Who is number one in the Bible? Well, the two front runners were Abraham or Moses. And the big fight is finally about whether the Bible, the Old Testament as we call it, was finally about Moses, or finally about Abraham. But there was even a fight about why Abraham was so great. What makes him the father of us all? Which is what this parable is all about, after all. So that it is into his bosom, it is onto his lap, that you will be taken in heaven. Not Moses' bosom, not Moses' lap, but into Abraham's bosom, onto Abraham's lap. That's where heaven actually is. That's why Abraham is brought into this story. It's not Moses and the law, but Abraham and the promise that's the key thing. Because between Moses and the law and Abraham and the promise, there is a great chasm that cannot be crossed. In the parable, heaven is actually where Abraham and the promise are. And hell is where Moses and the law are. So then the agony of hell, the agony, the pain, the suffering, the affliction and struggle of hell is to have no promise On which your life is based, but have only the law, which is your record of works, what you have done, and perhaps more importantly, what you have not done. That's all you've got in hell the record of your works, what you have done and what you have left undone. And the record of your works, however you put it before the Lord, is not going to receive a reward. In 15 years as a pastor, When any of you have come to speak to me, not one of you has ever come with your problems, with your struggles, with your afflictions to discuss Abraham and the promise. But always you come to discuss Moses and the law, what you have done and what you have not done. And yet in the parable, you have a clear example, a clear word from Jesus himself that heaven is actually where Abraham and the promise are and hell is where Moses and the law are. So then the agony of hell is to have no promise on what your life is based, but to have only the law, only your record of works, only what you have done and left undone. That's all you've got in hell. But you don't have to wait until you die to find out whether you're in heaven or hell. You are already in one or the other now, as evinced by your references to Moses and the law rather than Abraham and the promise. You see, most people especially Christians, divide heaven and hell regarding the matter of works. Have I done enough or have I not done enough? And then I try to figure out where I fit on that line. What must I do to enter into heaven? What kind of rewards can I expect once I get to heaven? And on and on and on. But the difference between being in heaven or hell right now is the difference between having only the law or having God's promise preached to you. The dividing line between heaven and hell is not between rich and poor. It is not between good and bad. It is not between right and wrong. The dividing line between heaven and hell in Jesus' parable is a preacher. A preacher who comes and tells you exactly where you fit into the parable, where you are located, in heaven or in hell. And so I come to you again to say to you in Jesus' words, not only is there a great chasm between heaven and hell and a dividing line between the good and the evil, there is also a dividing line between Abraham and Moses, the promise and the law. I am here to you say to you, in Jesus' words, that when you depend on yourself or your works, you are in hell. But the same word that was spoken to Abraham, I now speak to you. You are forgiven and you are loved for the sake of God's word. You are forgiven and loved for the sake of Christ. You are our Heavenly Father's child, now. Now you are in heaven. There is no way, not a a single way, to make your way across the chasm between heaven and hell by yourself. You cannot make that step. It is not under your control. So how great is it then? How great is it that you have a preacher sent to you by Jesus Speaking in the Holy Spirit, Jesus' words, applying Jesus' words to you right now in the present so that from this day forward you are in the bosom of Abraham. You are sitting on the lap of Abraham not because of what you have done or left undone but because Jesus gives you this promise. Now, instead of a great chasm between you and Abraham, between you and heaven, now there is a great chasm between you and sin. A great chasm an unbridgeable divide between you and death and Satan. And it will never be crossed again, because not only do you have Father Abraham, you have angels and archangels and all the company of heaven, who with Jesus Christ welcomes you into the promise. And what is the promise? You know it. You've heard it. Today. Today you will be with me in paradise. In the name of Jesus. Amen.